welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, that's me. Hey, there you are. Quit playing footsies with me. Hey, sorry, man. New studio. Yeah. Feeling the love. Yeah, you know. Just trying to get used to each other. Yeah, you know. All over trying again. To feel, it's a bigger studio. It is. But I feel like there's more echo. A little bit. Let us know how it sounds on your, uh, on your end. We've got to go buy those uh, echo thingies, foam, bouncer offers. We'll get it all tightened up here real soon. Catch my voice, smooth it out, mm-hmm. make it feel that sound like Barry Manilow. Oh, yeah. Or Barry White. That's probably better. Very good. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're back. Yes, sir. Uh, today we're talking NFL Combine risers and a little pre-agent, you know, a little pre-free agency. Right, right. There uh, was that little legal tampering. By tomorrow, by the time the, the podcast comes out, um, there'll probably be even more news because, I mean, that'll be right before uh, the free agency kicks off. Yeah, because free agency today starts at 4 o'clock on Wednesday, so there'll be uh, lots of action going on. Remember last year during free agency, like all those trades that went down? We're like, wow, this is awesome. Uh, it was like fantasy football out right, there. Right, that was pretty nuts, man. Yeah, it was pretty uh, enjoyable. So I wonder if it's going to go down this year. We know uh, yeah, like Byron Maxwell is getting traded uh-huh. uh, along with Kiko Alonso to the Dolphins, but that's all we've heard. So I can't far. wait to hear some of the terms and stuff uh, for these trades because right now they're just, I mean, they're, nothing can be done officially so that none of, the, none of the terms of any of these trades have come out. You are correct, sir. So um, we'll definitely start to show off, though, with uh, two quitters. Total quitters, man. Yeah, Calvin and Peyton. Yeah, I know, man. A sayonara, right out to the sunset, hand in hand. I mean, it's something we kind of saw coming uh, for both of them. I mean, Calvin's been talking about it ever since the season pretty much ended. Yeah, and still. And obviously Peyton <sighs> couldn't, couldn't ask for a better way to end a career uh, than, than the way Peyton Manning did. Yeah, he still kind of wanted to play, and Calvin didn't, which is weird. Cause I kind of thought Calvin would, like, there's a part of me that didn't believe Calvin would retire. You know, I kind of thought like, hey, you know, he's he's beat up, let it, let it subside. Mm-hmm. I'll come back. I'll make another 14 mil, you know, suck again on the Lions. But, you know, everything will be all good in that aspect. But he's, he's done, man. He's right at that age, though. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he got in before all this, like, rookie uh, wage scale stuff came in. So I think he got a pretty nice contract initially. I believe so, too, because that was uh, the Calvin uh, Johnson year. Yes, Calvin Johnson came in in the Calvin Johnson. Yes, year. I believe so. Or, or was that Jamarcus Russell, Calvin Johnson, Joe Thomas? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, me neither. But anyways, yeah, he got paid. I believe he got paid, so he doesn't really need the cash per se. Yeah, I think the guy's got a uh, deep pockets. Yeah, he's all right. So I mean, he gets a little nicked up, and he starts feeling like he's not himself. He's a little slowed down, and it just hangs him up, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we can't put, we can't be mad about. It. He had a great career. Uh, you know, if you if you got money, you're paid, you're happy, and you can't, you know, it's not worth your health. Right. That's for sure. I'm sure if he saw that, you know, if he thought that the Lions were close to winning a Super Bowl, then he'd stick around. But <laughs> he knows that right. that, that rainbow is not even in sight. There is right. there is no rainbow. It's just dark clouds ahead. Exactly. Crazy too that like the lion. I, I saw a tweet from some others saying, "Hey, Lions, stop making your all you know all time greats quit." You know, because yeah, Barry great. Sanders retired at 31, and then uh. Your Calvin you know, Calvin's is 30. at 30. Right. So yeah. real young for Calvin to be 30. But both all-time fantasy greats, both future Hall of Famers, both yeah. dynamic players. Yeah. They'll, they'll both be missed. Both, that, both total quitters. Uh, complete quitters yeah. in my eyes, yeah. yeah. So, the, I mean, the, the pain news doesn't really hurt you because you weren't really starting this year. But the Calvin news, that's a blow to your dynasty team. Absolutely. I mean, obviously he's been nicked up. Um the past couple of years still was a wide receiver one but year. when he yeah but when he was in he was unstoppable yeah wide receiver one type of guy finished with over 1200 receiving yards this past year as well still finishes wide receiver 12 i believe uh in ppr league so again he'll so sorely be missed i know i have him on a roster the only thing that kind of offsets that is i have josh gordon on that same team mm-hmm. so even though calvin disappears i got josh gordon reappearing hopefully so, fingers so crossed. Let's, so let's talk a little bit about um I guess their teams and, 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 and who that all their production is going to be siphoned to. Golden Tate and somebody else that's not on the roster. You think you don't think Eric Ebron's going to have an uptick? Well, we mentioned that last week. We liked Eric Ebron and mentioned him as a good go-by low guy because 
his targets are going to increase because Calvin's right. gone. So somebody's got to catch more balls. And plus, he's entering his third year of his contract. So, yeah, I believe Eric Ebron. But I don't see Golden Tate as the number one receiver. I see him as a really solid number two. Uh, his production is probably going to go up, but with receiver free agency, receivers and free agency as we speak, there's no number one coming to you via free agency. There, yeah, there's no one that's going to replace Calvin Johnson. So right? it's going to be have to be to the draft. So it's definitely something you really want to pay attention to uh, during this draft. Will they go in the first round? Will they go receiver now? Will they take somebody like Josh Dotson? Or uh, do they move up to get somebody like Laquan Treadwell? Somebody who's big, strong, who kind of offset Golden Tate right there, be a possession receiver? Now, Calvin is way more than that, but, you know, Treadwell could be a nice fit. Right. Some he people would, are saying bring similar size, at least. Yeah, and some people are saying Treadwell is going to slip a little bit now just because of, you know, him not running the combine, which I think is silly because we all thought he wasn't, speed wasn't his game anyways. Right, and he still has time. I mean, he's going to go through a pro day. He's going to run there, so he'll, he'll have plenty of time to regain anything that he quote-unquote lost by not running at the, you know, the 40 at the combine. Yeah, and I, and I believe, I mean, I don't, I'm not really, like, Treadwell's getting, like, a lot of hate lately just because yeah. his, his speed, which kind of, like, throws me off a little bit because it's kind of like, hey, he was never a burner in the first place. Right. And I can live with, you know, Jerry Rice ran, like, a 4-6 four, four, uh, yeah. in his it, combine. It's just, it's just, it's not everyone's game to be a, a down-the-field guy. He wins because he's got a big body. He can go up and get the ball. He's got great body control, and that's, and he's going to out-muscle people. Yeah, if you want a burner draft, Will Fuller. Yeah, and I'll draft, draft Laquan Treadwell. Exactly. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, Golden Tate. Um, obviously the Texans are trying to sign Brock Osweiler as well as the Broncos, but the Broncos are also cutting people like Owen Daniels, uh, Louis Luis Vasquez. They cut to freed up about ten million in cap space, so they're making room. It looks like they're. If I had to guess, they'd be signing Brock Osweiler, but who knows? I think they're going to sign him too. I think they. I don't. I think they didn't want to do Peyton Manning retiring. And, and signing Brock Osweiler to a big contract on the same day type of thing. <laughs> so they might give that a couple of days to just kind of breathe. I'm guessing. So they, long, Sheriff. Hello, yeah, Deputy. Exactly. Like, that just seems like a kind of jerky way. And, and obviously, uh, Peyton dealt with his retirement, like, as classy as possible. So I'm, I'm guessing. That, yeah, it's very, you know, he cried. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm guessing they didn't want to, like, rain on his parade there, his little retirement <laughs> parade. God bless football. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. I love Peyton. He's a, he's an all timer in my book. He really, I mean, he really is. Yeah. So to make room, we mentioned he they did cut Owen Daniels, tight end, who's right. only played under coach Gary Kubiak, frees up um some money, but more importantly, it uh kind of makes room for Jeff Hireman. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the guy they were really high on him before he got injured. It was a training camp or something like that. Yeah, training year? camp. He got yeah. hurt. Uh, ACL, I believe, uh-huh. some along those lines, yep. and. Uh, he went out early, and they were big on him. And I know he rose up our dynasty rookie board as well because of draft position and the hype the train that was coming out there. So will they address the tight end position? Most likely. But this is if you're a Jeff Hireman owner, this is good news. I mean, I think they like Hireman, and, and they have Virgil Green. I'm not sure how much they're going to be really addressing that. I mean, Virgil Green's not great. So No, but I think he's what they want in a blocking tight you end. You know you're a Virgil Green fan club fanboy i i have been in the past i thought he was gonna have a great opportunity he blew it he didn't really do anything with this yeah talent wasn't really there um he's one of those guys that's like a physical freak but he's just not that great at at playing the position. you see a lot of tight ends like that they're yeah. physical freaks you know maybe they play basketball or something like that and it doesn't right. translate to the nfl game it's just they can't pick it up right and that's that's him so yeah i mean jeff hireman might be a good buy low right now if you kind of get him like maybe not today after the cut Owen Daniels, but like somewhere for the next like month, yeah. try and make one of those sneaky moves to grab Jeff Hireman. Even as in like a throw-in type of thing on a on a bigger deal, I think that's great because the the person that has him is probably like, you know what, I have no idea what I have here. If he wants him and that closes the deal, you know, I'll throw him in. Yeah, and it's worth like uh, it's worth the gamble and the upside because you know, do I expect you know do I expect Jeff Hireman who missed entire year last year his rookie year uh, due to injury to come back and just be good right away no but I, I, we'll know next year if hireman's part of the plans right so it's worth a gamble as well um speaking of cuts or retiring aaron foster oh yeah out the door he's he, he hasn't retired he hasn't retired but he did get cut yeah, yeah. He, he, good thing he didn't cut himself to be out for the year <laughs> i cut my finger on paper ah, i'm gonna miss four to six weeks i'm cut i heal slowly i'm very fragile um so Aaron Foster out. He's probably going to sign to a contender. Uh, you'll probably get about three weeks out of him, maybe. 
I mean, I think he'll sign any deal he can. I don't know that it has to be a contender. Arian Foster is pretty beat up, man. I'm not he's, sure. I'm not sure any contender is going to be like, hey, I can't wait to get Arian Foster on my team. True, I guess. I mean, for, if I'm a contender, I'm not. I'm trying to look for somebody that's more durable than him. You know, like odds are that you would say, like, the odds are always in favor of Arian Foster getting hurt. But I have this really weird feeling in my gut, in my gut, mm-hmm. that I feel like Arian Foster's going to sign somewhere. He's going to have one more good year, and it's going to be this year. Uh, it sounds like you need some probiotics. Like, I feel like he's going to stay healthy uh, for, like, most. It's just, I don't know why. I've, I've, obviously, this is just off of my psychic ability, which is strong with this one. Ah, uh, DM work. Yes, yes. It's raining uh, fantasy knowledge over here. So, I just, again, it's just, I just have this feeling. Of course, I'm going to be wrong. Arian Foster gets hurt taking out the garbage. Mm-hmm. But I just have this feeling like Arian Foster's going to sign somewhere, and he's going he's gonna to play well. But again, I'm 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 trading him after like two consecutive weeks of success. We say this every year. Yeah. Hey, when Aaron Foster has two good games slash one good game, trade him, <laughs> get something out of him because he will be hurt. Yeah, he's gonna be hurt. I'm. I'm but right every year. Bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not really psychic. It, no, it turns you may out think we are. Yeah. But it's just because we could see the future because it's not that hard to see. It's it's clearly written here. Um. So, but an offside of that. They're looking to bring in somebody. Oh, the Houston Texans. Yeah, they're yes. uh, they're hot to trot for Lamar Miller. Love it. Yeah, I would love it. Again, I know you said you said last week you're finally coming around on that Lamar Miller train. I chew am. chew it in I here. Am. Now, I would love Lamar Miller in Houston. I really would. I think you get tons of carries, just like how they gave Arian tons of carries. They could throw him the ball there. They're going to have most likely an inexperienced quarterback. Uh, you have DeAndre Hopkins to offset there. Uh, I think a heck of a defense, man. A hell of a defense. They're gonna, they're, yeah, they're gonna need it. They're gonna be able to, you know, run out some clock at the end of games, which is something they they never did, you know. Yeah, and I think I think his receptions will be able to go up as well. Right. So if Lamar Miller, now again, I said no matter where Lamar Miller mostly signed, I was gonna be happy. But Texans, I think, is even a better fit just because amount of usage he would get there. And remember, he's only twenty five. Right. There's right. not a lot of tread. I mean. They barely use this guy in Miami. They have no idea how to use him. So it's right. not like his tread is over overwhelming. So I'm really, it seems like that's almost a done deal. I know we're a little bit early here on this particular right. person. Yeah, this might be, this might fall apart before it's all, all said. And done. we'll get into it, it next week. Yeah. Um, I'm sure because next week we're going to do our free agency show. Right. And then the show after that, we're going to do our first uh, rookie mock draft. I'm excited, man. Yeah, me too. Can't I, love wait. Doing, I love doing those. Uh, love those rookie drafts. Uh-huh. Can't wait to. Trade my picks away. Now, now who's playing footsie with who over there? Exactly. So Lamar Miller, Texans, Aaron Foster, who who knows where? Um, Dwayne Allen resigned in Indy. I know that was kind of uh, I think a surprise for both of us. We both kind of assumed that he'd be gone. But we did say last week I was like, I it makes sense that they would sign Dwayne Allen, not Kobe Fleener, because Dwayne Allen's the better tight end. He's better all around tight end. And like you mentioned uh, before the show, Chud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chud gave him some assurances that he'd be a bigger, bigger part of the offense. Come on, so, Dwayne, resign. No, you don't use me enough. I pinky swear <laughs> I'll, re- I'll use you more. <laughs> really, Chud? I pinky swear. Sign Come on, Dwayne. Four years. What about uh, Lux boy over there, Kobe Fleener, the Neanderthal-looking dude? <laughs> nah, he's not that good. No, don't, don't worry about him. <laughs> we're, a, not even, we're not even talking to Kobe. He, can, he can't block. Yeah, he really can't. No, he can't. Dwayne, you do it all. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. I think it's great. Uh, great news for him. It would be even better if Kobe Fleener moved on. Um, I guess we'll have to wait to see how that plays out. I mean, they cut Andre Johnson, so there's tons of more targets to go around. Go around like five there. or six. <laughs> it's about five, five or six, six targets year. per year. Yeah, right there. <laughs> so there's go enough on, targets to go around for everybody. Going but, out the door. I mean, he got good money. Four years, $29.4 million. That's good money. It's pretty decent money, yeah. Yeah, and you're making almost $10 million yep. a year, mm-hmm. so it's about $8 million, eight point something million. Yeah, your math is strong. With this one, mm-hmm. yes. But still, I mean, it's good money for Dwayne mm-hmm. Allen. And with... Chud, who has known success with tight ends. Absolutely. Uh, this is good news. I mean, T.Y. Hillen took a step back. Andrew Luck's going to be healthy. We still don't know the running back situation. We don't know if they're going to dress it during the draft. Uh, but the running back situation's up in the air. Kobe Fleener is gone, likely. I mean, they might resign him or whatnot. I mean, yeah, we have no idea, to be honest. But, I mean, then you have T.Y. Hillen, you have Dante Moncrief, and you have Dwayne Allen. 
with one of the best young QBs in the league. So to me, I think don't forget about Philip Dorsett. Forgotten. Uh, (laughs) So to me, this is great news for Dwayne Allen owners. It really is. I know I made a move two like two years ago for Dwayne Allen because I was hoping I kind of liked what I saw kind of a couple years ago. So for me, I've been patiently waiting to see. And I was kind of hoping he would stay in Indy. I like when players stay on their team because yeah, they too. know the system. You know? I, I mean, honestly, I in the two leagues that I'm in with you, I was I didn't realize that you owned him in one of them, but I was going to try to go out and, and get um, Ben Watson, Dwayne Allen. Get Ben? <laughs> get Dwayne Allen. Uh-huh. Uh, just try to buy him while he was still a little bit low before he re-signs his contract. And then I realized you owned him in one league and this other dude that just hoards tight ends owns him in the <laughs> other league. So I was like, oh, forget it. I'm not going to get this guy. Hey, you want to trade me one of those tight ends? You have seven. Not enough. Yeah, exactly. I need more. <laughs> so um, I kind of gave up hope on that one. But I, he, he would be a nice guy to buy low about a week ago. Now, now unfortunately, his value probably creeping up a little bit. I again. think it creeped up a little bit. I, th- I still think he's obtainable. You know what I mean? I, it's, I think he's obtainable, but it's starting to creep up. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the arrow's pointing up. It's kind of like unknown. Though. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, ooh. Dwayne Allen signed for four years, uh, $29.4 million, but could be one of those, like, next year we're going, ooh, what a bad signing. He needed uh-huh. Kobe. <laughs> well, you want to trade him to me or what? Hell no. Exactly. Uh, speaking of tight ends, we have uh, a couple more tight end news. Jordan Cameron restructured his contract. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty good news for him. I know that he had a really bad year last year, um, but then again, who didn't on Miami? They, like, had a whole mess of a year. Devontae Parker at the end of the year? Yeah, Devontae Parker at the end of the year, but. Mar Miller in the first quarters. Okay. <laughs> but everyone had a, a crappy part of that year. Um uh, I think I think Adam Gase coming in helps and that he It know, does. The, the fact that Jordan Cameron stayed I think is better for his value than if he hit the open market cuz he wouldn't get a you know like a starting job I think anywhere else. And not not that money prior you taking that one and a half million off. It would be a great conversation you you bring him in you're like Jordan sit down pretty boy. <laughs> Listen man. There's no n- nice way to say this. You were terrible last year. Yep. We need you to give us $1.5 million back. What? Mm-hmm. Well, we, need, we need it back. Or we're just going to cut you, and good luck finding the rest of that money elsewhere. All right. Well, I wasn't the only one that sucked. <laughs> well, that's why, I'm, that's why I, I, Adam Gase is here now, because everybody sucked. Yep. So give us our money. Okay. That sucks. It's just, one of the parts about the NFL sucks. Like, you do really well. They're not giving you more money, and then you suck. They're like, dude, we need some money back. So they really have a good racket going. Yeah, it's a very good racket. That's why Roger Goodell is getting paid fifty million dollars a year. What a, what a good gig. Yep. He's my sister's. He's my sister's friend's uh, godfather. Wow. Yeah, he goes to NFL draft every year. He's all behind stage, hip to hip to Roger. Lucky kid. That is pretty awesome. I am envious. Yeah. I'm like, hook it up, man. Uh, that's what sounds like too. Can you can you hook it up? He's like, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm like. Oh. Bull crap. You can't you just can't. call out the first round pick, you know? You know? <laughs> you can't Come out, Roger. That goofy guy that goes up and <laughs> Hi. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey everybody. Dynastyers.com. Dynastyers.com. Uh, right. uh speaking of tight ends, another tight end signed today. Yeah, this is kind was of a, a shocker, right? Yeah, this was a big uh, this is kind of a surprising maneuver. Uh Ben Watson signing with Baltimore. Yeah. Crock um, at the rocket. Taking a step back, well, worried about the sh- uh, shoulder and back injuries. Yeah, I mean surgeries. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty big time. But what about um, Max Williams? I think I think okay. Here's my theory on this: like they obviously don't have any receivers there. Right. They want to. They clearly want to run two tight end sets. You know, with Crockett Gilmore, they're worried about his surgeries. They might need an extra year to come back. This is uh, Max Williams' only second year. You know, if we know it takes three years for tight ends, Ozzie Newsom certainly knows it takes three years right. as well. This isn't, like, uh, some big revelation. Yes, Ben Watson took a huge step forward last year, became a tight end one. But Ben Watson's 35. In the year 2013, 2014, he had 39 receptions total. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, do I like Ben Watson? Yes. Drew Brees makes everybody look better. Okay? Uh, totally agree. And... Do I think Ben Watson might have a low tight end one year this year? Possibly. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be there. Um, he did sign a two-year, $8 million contract, so they're not paying him huge money. Mm-hmm. Who knows how much of that is even guaranteed. But I think it's more of, I don't think it's a case against Max Williams. I think it's more of an insurance policy on Crockett the Rocket, okay. who's also really young as well. You know, Dennis Pitta, he's never playing again. He's got, he's got a you know, fake hip over there made of Play-Doh. 
Right. So he's not coming back. And, you know, I think they really want to run at tight end, two tight end sets. So to me, I think it's more of an insurance policy. Kind of a, kind of a shocker, but at the same time, I mean, Ben Watson's 35. This is going to be his last contract. Absolutely. So yeah. does he have a, I'm trading Ben Watson if I can for anything. Yeah. I mean, you absolutely should. Um, unfortunately, with the unknowns and him leaving New Orleans, I'm not sure how much value he really has. Oh, you make the case. You just say, hey, dude, he's gonna, who else is going to throw the ball to there? Steve Smith is a dinosaur. Right. Prashad Perriman looks like a homeless predator. Uh, Kamar Aikens, Rich, Rich is a big fan. But besides <laughs> that, they don't he, got... He actually signed a contract. Yeah, they, no, they tendered him. Right. Second round tender. I'm a sneaky Kamar Aiken fan. I, I'd like to own him in every league I could possibly own him in. Yeah, he's not a bad guy to go No, go I like him, acquire. so... But Ben Watson, he's just back, somebody, yeah, back to Ben Watson. I'm um, trying to use the news. I'm trying to get like a third round pick if I can out of it. Right, right. And um, on the opposite end of that, what does that do for Josh Hill? Because if they don't draft another tight end, do you think this is <laughs> finally the time that he's going to get? I'm knocking. Remember this time last year? I know year, the hype train was out of control. I'm, I mean, that's in my why M- I'm, I'm revisiting. In my MFL tens, I was drafting right. Josh Hill. I was right. I bought into that. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, he's not, um, not buying it this year. Not. Not even looking that way. Okay. Josh Hill is like I'm like I'm like the scenario like my peripherals like looking looking straight. Josh Hill on the side wave. Rich, hey, hey, Rich, I'm right here. I'm just like staring forward like I'm Helen Keller. Like I can't hear you, Josh. I want no time. All right. Well, what about your theory about um, tight ends taking three years? Don't don't try and use my theories against me. That's right. Well, I don't. But here's the thing. I want my tight tight ends do take three years. But you, they don't. It's not like. All of a sudden, it's year three, and it's like, hey, here I am, abracadabra. Like, you usually see progress. You know what I mean? There's, there's steps there. Like, we saw progress well, out think, of Eric Don't you think he flashed year? in his first year? He flashed in his first year when Jimmy Graham was there. And then, and then yeah, he, he took a backseat to Watson this past year. You don't think he could, he could. But they wanted him to do more, and he just didn't do it. I mean, I don't think the whole game plan was just Ben Watson. It's not like they didn't need him as well. Uh, you know, Mark, I don't know, man. I'm just not buying that train. I mean, I guess he's, I mean, you can go get him if you want him. Is it worth a gamble? But like, what do you, I'm not giving up anything for Josh I think he's a hold though. Like if you have him, you're not dumping him. Oh no, for sure. He's a hold. If he's on your roster, he's a hold. Yeah. And and his value just went up a little bit in your eyes. In your eyes. Don't be talking about my eyes. I have him. I'm holding him and his value has gone up in my eyes. I'm not going to get rid of him. No, you're not dumb. I'm not saying dumb Josh Hill. I'm just saying, you know, don't. Don't be exclusive. You know, let him think you're exclusive. I mean, but kind I of mean do you like me? <laughs> if something pretty comes along, don't be, sad to, don't be afraid to say hello. Check the box, yes or no. <laughs> Just check the box. I'm going to check yes the, or gonna, yes. I'm going to check the yes box, yes, yes box, but I'm not going to put any hearts around it or anything. No, okay, all right. Yeah, so. just shut her up. Yep, exactly. All right, cool. Um, Mike Wallace got cut. Mike Wallace is still in the league. Uh, some people apparently is. Uh, I I once he left I knew. Here's another thing. That makes hey me, Mike, go long. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just like, like, it, it's one of those moments where you obviously I probably can't, but you're like I could be an NFL GM. You know what I mean? It's like that signing you saw it, and you're like that's the worst signing possible. Like, it was Mike, horrible. It didn't matter where Mike Wallace was going to go, he was going to be terrible. Yep. Like you just knew it. Like he's like once he gets paid, he gets it. He said, I don't have to run as fast. It, he was a one trick pony in in the Steeler offense, but that was a vertical offense that actually fit his skills. Yes. When he went to the other two places, neither Not one of them. skill set. Right. And now it's too late. Yeah. So I think he averaged like 700 yards a game. Mike Wallace. 700 yards a game? Yeah. Holy. Record books. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Gold jackets. Hall of Famer. A year. Um, okay. Mike Wallace is cuttable in Dynasty Leagues. I, I totally agree. I think that guy's pretty useless. I, I don't care where he signs. He's toast. Yep. I agree. Um, the one thing that I think we missed along the way here. Were, no, you, we're saving were, best for last. Were you saving best for last? Best for last. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Big then. news. Big news. Your boy. He is. DeMarco Murray. Yeah. It looks like, we'll know today, is getting traded to the Tennessee Titans. Seems like it's a done deal. Um, I, I mean, they were finalizing the pieces. I'm guessing he's probably, you know, taking physicals and stuff like that. Yeah. As we speak. And uh, then as soon as the league year is open, then now, uh, th- that'll be finalized. So there's some concerns. There's pros and there's cons to this, right, if you're a Murray owner. Right. Obviously, you should have sold high off coming off that Dallas year. Going to Philly, 
you know, you're like, okay, Philly, this is going to be great. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. Murray was the 27th overall running back last year mm-hmm. in yards. Uh, he was 19th in attempts. He rushed for, uh, for 702 yards and 3.6 yards per carry. But it's I think good. we can both agree that the offense didn't fit him at all. Did not fit him at so all. So, I mean, those numbers are very skewed. He's got a lot of tread on the tires. A lot of tread. Left on the tires or a lot of tread off of the off tires? Off the tires. Well, yeah. He's, he's running bald. Um, okay, not bald. No. I don't think he's running bald, no. man. He had one year that he went berserk, you know? True. Uh, he's going to a Titans offense that was 28th in attempts last year mm-hmm. with 23.1 per game. Uh, so, to me... Now, obviously, that's different. You know, I mean, now they have a new coach, but same. Not they have a new coach, but not a new coach. Right. I mean, the guy was there at the end of the year. Um, I think they really do want to be a running team to kind of alleviate some pressure off of, obviously, their young quarterback Marcus Mariota. And I'm playing the running backs that they had on the roster right. for being 28th as well. So, exactly. I'm kind Those of guys felt- um really weren't that talented. All those stats I just dropped on you, I'm literally throwing out the window. Yeah. They're, they're all meaningless. To they them. are totally meaningless because the offense that he was in were, was crap and the running backs in Tennessee were crap. So it's it's really hard to project this one. Um, I think it'll end up being less than Dallas, obviously, but I think he'll restore his value to at least be a running back to a really solid back, running back too. Oh, I think for sure just in attempts he'll be, I think he'll, if he can stay healthy, I think he'll be a low-end wide running back one. And obviously, it could pay. I could be. We could be way off here. He could be a top five fantasy running back again. Right. Um, I don't think he will be. I think there's too much other talent out there. No matter what, even if everything, I feel like everything even plays right with him. I think he's mixing right around like running backs. I think best case like running back six, right around there. You know, like middle of the road. Because I mean, a healthy Gurley, uh, a healthy Le'Veon Bell. I think Zeke Elliott's gonna come in right away and be a running back one, top five. Uh, that's my theory. Okay. Uh, I know when we get, I know I'm gonna go into it even more, but my hype train for Ezekiel Elliott is gonna be like through the roof. Like he's somebody that you want to overpay with. I know I saw something on Twitter the other day about, oh, would you want a two? Somebody tweeted me, do you want a 2017 first or one one this year? Like a top, like you don't know what 17 first is gonna be like, but like something like mid range to hot number mm-hmm. one overall. And I said. Somebody was arguing with me about it, about saying I wanted the one one this year, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, you can get Leonard Fournette in the seventeen. I was, like, I don't care. I want Zeke. Yeah, I'd rather have a healthy Zeke than a guy that who knows if he's. I mean, exactly. What's who knows what's going to happen in a year? And you're going to hear this from me all the way to the draft, all the way to the season. Ezekiel Elliott. I'm on. I, I, and I'm not over exaggerating with this. When you think of Zeke Elliott, think Todd Gurley, complete running back. He's going to be. You know, like, Todd Gurley right now is the number one dynasty running back, right? That's what you say. That's what the, ma- I know, that's that's what what the majority says. That's what the majority that's, says. Of the dynasty that's community not says. what I say, but that's what the majority says. And that's says. fine. I mean, do you have Le'Veon Bell number one? Um, Yeah, I, still, I think I still do. And that's fine. I mean, you're talk- you're splitting hairs here. Right. But next year, it's going to be splitting hairs between Le'Veon Bell, Zeke Elliott, and Todd Gurley. I, prom- I promise you. Hey, man, you don't have to convince me. I think Zeke's a... Um, Great back, and I think he's going to transition really well to the NFL. Yeah, so. before I know before we we're talking about like tiers, like one tier is like Treadwell and Zeke, and then it, there's the next tier. Uh, it's to me, it's just it's t- he's in a tier all by himself. Like this is this is the guy in this class that you want. He's a for sure fire thing. And if I had a one two, I'd give up. I'd give up. I'd still give up enough to move up. I, I mean, get him. I might think about giving up the rest of my draft. I mean. I'd have, no pro- I'd have no problem with that. In this draft class, yeah. if I sit at 1-2, I'd have no problem saying, oh, here you go. Here's 2-2, uh, here's 3-2, two, two, here's 4-2, two, here's 5-2, two, two, and 1-2. And I know because I know if I had one, if I, I mean, had I guess one, it depends on the it. team. But I mean, <laughs> um, obviously, if you need a ton of stuff, I'm mean, not going to make that deal. In the, but. in the Nerds League, I've been thinking about, because I have 1-3 and 1-8. I was like, okay, I can offer 1-3, 1-8. Like, what else can I offer to get to 1-1? I just I have a feeling he won't do it because he needs a running back so bad. But that's where I'm at. I'm literally game planning now in all my leagues how to get to one one, uh, and I'm thinking about mortgaging in such a strong class next year, if I can in certain spots, maybe even a seventeen one just to get to get to one one to get Zeke. I mean, I've I've obviously I've done the same thing and I've I've gone through my brain and tried to get there, but I can't. I'm unfortunately I I, I pick in the back of the rounds. 
so I don't have enough firepower. Mother. <laughs> but I would like to, don't get me wrong. I guess I could sell off some assets if I wanted to, um, but I'm just not sure if I... And that's, that's my big thing. It's like, okay, what player would I be willing to give up? Because right. it'd have to be a name. Like, right. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Even with one, two, it'd have to be a name. Yeah. Like, like, I thought about myself, like, I could probably get away with giving John Brown and one, two to get to one, one. Like, I bet that would work, you know? Uh, but it's like, do I really want to do that? <laughs> I doubt it, man. I don't even think, you don't that, think that would work. I don't think you'd get there. Well, oh, oh. John Brown. Pooping on my parade. Sorry. Parade pooper. From 1.3? Are you up to two somewhere? No, I have three. Yeah, the one point three and John Brown's not going to get you to one point no, one, not. man. All right, well, let's go back to Demarco. All right, back quit, to Demarco. Quit pooping on my dreams. Well, if you got crappy dreams, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me? So for Demarco, I mean, you're a Demarco owner. You're a Demarco truther. You're a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you trying? Like, if everything works out, like for the first six weeks here, like he comes in, you know, Mariota's, you know, got the offense moving. DeMarco's looking good early. Are you moving him? Um, I mean, that's a good question. On the team that I have him, I have got a ton of running back depth. Um, I'm, well, not, I'm, not, like, try, I'm not trying to, like, brag. Um, so it's, it's hard because it, a lot of people that own DeMarco Murray aren't going to have the same running back yeah, situation so take it away. So take away off your team, just in a, in a vacuum. Okay, just of, in, in a, a vacuum. dynasty. Uh, um, DeMarco Murray, All right. first six weeks, Half the, half the fantasy season, he's killing it. He's already at, like, 700 yards. Killing it. And say you can't afford, like, like not even abundance, but you say you have two other backs with another back that you can make this move. So, so you haven't really been using him, you know, last year kind of scared you off. You, you got some running back depth now yeah. at this point. You can, you can, it's, you can move him. Okay. You know what I mean? And maybe you could even move him for like another run, your younger running back or something. Are you moving? The big, the big question here is: Are you moving Demarco Murray? I would move him. Yeah. yeah, me too. I'm moving him. Yeah, I would move him. I think, I think his highest value was at Dallas, um, as far as fantasy is and concerned. Because just because they were all in on running, really pounding him that year, and um, and throwing the ball to him a ton, and and. If they're not, if he doesn't have the exact same type of volume, I'm probably gonna move him, and and just move on. Agreed. Yeah, I'm move. I'm I'm a seller, and yeah. I'm sure when you know six months from now we'll be talking about that as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh So hopefully it just gets to that point where you can sell him. Yeah. It won't be a bad sell. It's just even if he finishes the year really strong, it's just about getting peak value on an older running back. Yeah, he's not. I mean, how old is he? Twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, not super old, yeah. but I mean, he's I, got a few years left. I mean, you can hold on. You can certainly hold on to him. If if you're if you're in that window, but maybe you can flip him for, for a, a seventeen first. Yeah, yeah. I'll be looking for, and then just get in a strong running back class, flip him for you. But if you're if you're a guy like me and you have a ton of depth at the position, I mean, you're yeah. If, if you get if you get good value, if somebody's not trying to lowball you just because you have a ton of well, some some ton of assets would be there. perfect because maybe you could flip him and a draft pick for like another position, like a receiver or something like that, or a receiver to Mark Murray draft pick and get a really good player. At that yeah, time. right. All right, let's get into uh, some of these combine risers. Okay. Actually, before we do that, I want to give a shout-out to our friends, realitysportsonline.com. Right uh, on. Yeah, I just want to give those guys a shout-out again. Uh, probably give them a shout-out every week here. But uh, we, are in our, we're, we run a league on realitysportsonline.com. It's, if you want to run an auction league that is the most realistic you can get to be a GM and manage a team, like managing salary caps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you got to stand under the cap. Every time you cut a guy, you know, you get a cap hit and stuff like that. Yeah, and, it's tons. It's tons of fun. Right. Uh, you want to make sure you check them out, realitysportsonline.com. And uh, you can use the promo code they gave us, NERDS10, yep. N-E-R-D-S-10, and you get 10% off your league. Yeah. So, again, just shouting out, you know, people that we enjoy working with and, we're not really getting anything out of it. It's a great product. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's, a great product a, that we a, enjoy. All right, it's a fun site. Um, and, uh, they gave us a promo code, so we might as well pimp it on the show. Exactly. So check them out, realitysportsonline.com, and use the promo code NERDS10, and you'll get 10% off your week. Uh, so getting into that, because I know we'll have a rookie draft coming up there as well soon. Let's talk about some uh, of these combine risers. Uh, I know first on my list is a guy I mentioned last week that you were kind of like, ugh, on. And he went from being an undrafted guy to for sure being drafted probably now. 
But that's Keith Marshall, running back Georgia. Mm-hmm. Ran a four two nine and a four three one. I think his official time was like a four three one. Four three one. Yeah, it was a, the official. Right. Yeah, and that was like the fat. It's like the third fastest time since two thousand six. Mm-hmm. So he burned it, and he did twenty five reps on the bench press. Right. So he showed that he's fast and he's strong. And this is a guy that was a five star recruit. You know, he's five eleven, two hundred nineteen pounds. Which is really, I mean, that's really good size to be motor in that. Yeah. That real good size. Line. Yep. And. His freshman year, when he was with Todd Gurley, he averaged 6.5 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Then he had knee problems, which really cost him most of 2013 and 14. Right. Uh, you know, you have Todd Gurley and Nick Chubbs kind of put him on the back burner as well. I know his last season only had 68 carries for 350 yards, but, you know, this guy, this is a guy that's getting $50,000 from Adidas because he ran the fastest 40 time, and that's going to put you on the radar in the NFL guys. And... For me, he's he's a riser because he went from being undrafted, late undrafted guy, somebody you weren't even interested in, who's now kind of shown, hey, in my eyes, I'm like when I look more into it, it's like, hey, you got a five star recruit. This guy averaged six point five yards as a freshman. Yes, he had new two years of knee injuries, but right. he came back. Uh, he ran he ran a forty super fast. He's gonna be drafted late anyways. Mm-hmm. And hey, he was behind. Nick Chubbs and Todd Gurley. I mean, two extremely talented running backs. And maybe there's an opportunity for him. Now he has, like, low tread on his tires to get here and get an NFL opportunity and kind of get his moment to shine. I mean, a lot of the times, um, these are the kind of guys that kind of pop out of nowhere in the NFL. Um, And it just takes an injury ahead of him or something like that for them to really burst onto the scene. Because he's got, I mean, he obviously has the, the height the weight and and definitely the speed to compete in the NFL, and I I think it was one of those things where everyone saw it saw it obviously coming out of high school and going into college, but then he he was very nicked up and obviously ACLs or are pretty routine now, but it took him a while to get going back again. But the four three one to me says that he's you know he's healthy, which I'm back, baby. Yeah, it basically screams I'm back, and. I actually did. I mean, I I hadn't watched any tape on this guy prior to him running that four three one, and now I've gone back and looked. He looks explosive on the field, so I I think he's one of those guys that if he does get drafted, and he gets an opportunity somewhere, and probably won't be right away. But he's definitely creeping up my draft board to yeah. where a guy, he's he's now a guy that you're looking at him, something pops about him. And you're you're willing to take him in the maybe fourth round. I'm saving even higher than probably. That. I mean, he'll probably end up being higher than that. I, I mean, honestly, but that's where he's at. I'm at the point now. right now in my head. In some leagues, I'm like he because the way I feel about this draft class, mm-hmm. like with the, his upside at running back, the way it is for me, I'm thinking, man, if I have a late second round pick, because I I have a feeling like if I have a late third round pick, it falls in that category. Like, oh, you overdrafted him, but like you know, he's not coming back to you probably late in the third. Right. I'd be almost willing to take him late in the second. I want to see where he goes, obviously. Right. Yeah, but again, yeah. for a position like this, this isn't a receiver. Like, it doesn't really matter where he goes because all it takes is one opportunity to get an opportunity, you know? Yeah, it just like, takes one injury to, and then. And I mean, then. Barney goes to St. Louis. You know what I mean? Todd Gurley's going to be the back there no matter what. Right. But again, it depends where he goes. But I'm very. Out of risers, I want to mention him first because he's something I'm very intrigued on. Where he goes, I'm following it very closely. Mm-hmm. Um, the more research I do on him, the more I'm intrigued on him. The more tape I watch, definitely from his freshman year, right. it looks tremendous. He, I mean, he definitely shows explosion on the field, um, and that was stuff that I watched from from this year. So that's that's good. I mean, obviously, it's very limited. He didn't he didn't have that many rushing attempts, um, but I think he did good with what he had. I think he was definitely coming back from injury, and then uh, you know filled in for injury. Yeah. So. And definitely the biggest riser in my again from somebody that was going like okay Keith Marshall I'm not really paying attention to Keith Marshall I was I mean I wasn't he wasn't he was barely on my radar we'll put it that way and, and now, now I'm like oh maybe like late right, second right. high thirds you know what I mean mm-hmm. and if I have a high third I feel like I'm able to get him but we'll know more later about Keith Marshall but as of right now in this part of the process Keith Marshall to me is probably my number one riser mm-hmm. so number two. Um, I'm gonna put Leonte Carew. Like um, him, yeah, I, I definitely like him. I mean, he didn't run, he didn't like blaze a forty. He had the a four or five. Yeah, but um, that's really. I mean, in this draft class where nobody ran like killer speeds. I mean, Josh Dotson ran a four or five. Right, right. And he's being praised as like you know a fast receiver. So to me, 
Leontay Carew with his size being six foot two eleven and be more of a bulky receiver. Yeah, I like that four or five a lot. So I mean, so do I. It's 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 enough speed. We'll put it that it's way. It's very respectable, you know. Um, and obviously he's going to try to better that. He'll, they'll have his pro day and he'll try to better that. And and a lot of the times the tracks at at their home, you know, their home uh, stadiums or whatever are usually a little bit faster than the ones at Indy, which are Correct. notoriously slow. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a faster 40 time come out of whatever he does at his pro day. The farther I get into these rookies that get, Leontay Carew is definitely rising up my boards as well. I mean, this is a guy that averaged 14.2 yards per target last yeah. year, which was second most yards per game. He's a big play guy, man. He for, is. For being only six foot two, he plays bigger than that. I think yeah. he plays closer to like a six two wide receiver. Yeah, he's kind of like, I'm trying to think of like who I compare him to. Like almost. He's like a bigger Steve Smith. Uh, I, I can get down with a that. A smaller Vincent Jackson. I mean, um, like like Anquan Bolden-ish, but probably more speed. A faster Anquan Bolden's yeah. a good comp as well. Yeah. Yeah, real stocky yeah, guy. Yeah, he's, he's a, stocky he's a guy. big dude. I mean, yeah. his weight fluctuated from 211 to 217. He was 211 in the combine, 217 to senior bowl. So this is a guy that definitely like can put on weight. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yep. kind of You'll see this guy 10 years after he gets on the film, like, ooh, that's Lante Carew? And I mean, he did murders. have like a um a, a slight little off the field thing this past year. Apparently, he was accused of like a, a domestic violence type of thing. But um, I actually heard a um interview with the guy, and it was his girlfriend got in a fight with another girl, and he went in to break it up. And he actually never even touched the other girl. He just grabbed his girlfriend and pulled his girlfriend off. Uh huh. So I mean, all the charges got cleared, but he did miss time this past season. Um, I think he was like. A couple, two or three weeks or something, he missed in the middle of the season this past year. So there are slight red flags, but from everything I've heard, it it was like literally, it was not. It was him trying to pull his girlfriend off of another girl. Yeah, for me, Carew's a big riser. I got him right outside my receivers. To me, it's like it's Treadwell, Mm -hmm. Boyd, Dotson, Coleman, and then Carew. So he's my number five receiver. Shepard in there. And Sterling Shepard. Yeah, Shepard. Okay, yeah. But, like, him and Sterling Shepard are both, like, really close because... Yeah, I agree. I mean, here's my thing. Like, we always talk about size. You know, you got Leontay Carew, who's six foot two eleven, and then you got Sterling Shepard, who's 5'10", 194. I'll tell you what, though. Um, You threw in Boyd, and I'm not sure that I don't like Carew more than Boyd. Boyd is dropping. I mean, it's, it, I just find I don't... He does nothing spectacular to me. He's just a good receiver. He's just okay. I mean, to me, he's just okay. He's not even like great. See, I think he's a good receiver, and that's the thing. He and it, I see this a lot of scouting reports, even from NFL people who are writing like, he's just a okay receiver. Yeah, that's how I see him. When I look at him, nothing pops off. I think I think landing spots gonna be important for Boyd. I, I want to see yeah. it. Yeah. But I still I'm still a fan. I've I've been a fan his entire career. So to me, I'm not just dropping off now because nothing's really popping out. But I understand it. Like, I understand. Like, Boyd right now seems like a really big risk. For where he's going, like, right now, you argue he'd go number three, four, or five, where I, like, you know, like you said, hey, maybe I'd just rather take Leontay Carew. I would, yeah. You know, or maybe I'll take, take Sterling Shepard, Corey Coleman. Mm-hmm. But for me, at the same time, I mean, things are going to change. I want, I, I want to see where Boyd lands. But, again, I understand. Again, if you took Leontay Carew over Tyler Boyd, I'm going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> But that's this whole draft class for me. You know what I mean? This yeah. whole draft class to me, I know when you weren't here when me and Mike were doing a show uh, and you said, hey, I like Laquan Treadwell and Ezekiel, everybody else is just, eh. Yeah. And that's what this draft class, it's going to be a lot of personal I think preference. I can add Dotson in to that. That top three now? And, yeah. And, and other than that, it's kind of, eh. There's yeah. like nine guys that are almost interchangeable. Yeah. It's that go really. The, the first round. It's it's really a good class to have. I mean, obviously the higher pick better, so you could pick the guy that you want. But I mean, from pick four to pick twelve, it's kind of a lot of like, okay, I could see, I could see Sterling Shepard being the number one guy here. I could be, I, I could see Kenneth Dixon and being the number yeah. two overall running back out of this class, and end up being that way. And you get him at pick ten. You know what I mean? So for me, it's there's gonna be no surprises. If somebody goes, oh, you had him pick nine and number. Uh, and he was the second best running back. People, are, I'm gonna say, hey, I'm making it very clear right now at this point in the process. For me, this is um, it's an okay class. Like, there's definitely some talent here, but there, it's a, it's a lot of gambling. Oh yeah, which is silly oh, to yeah. say because it's always a gamble. But 
you always feel more confident. Like these there's, last couple of classes, you have some pretty confident players. There's usually about seven guys that you feel really good about, and then it's kind of like another five guys that you're like, I think these guys are gonna hit. This one is like three guys, and then there's like a bunch. Fifteen guys. You're like, okay. Yeah, there's like like fifteen guys. You're like, uh, I'm. I think these guys are gonna be pretty good. But who knows? And we'll break down the tiers again. Right. I mean, I, th- I I think Sterling Shepard. I think Boyd, and obviously Boyd's dropped out of your class. But Carew, Derrick Henry, uh, Coleman, Dixon, mm-hmm. like those guys to me are in a, like a different tier, but they're still in like the same tier. And then there's another tier after that. But again, I like your I like your Leonte Carew. Uh, and it's even like, we'll call him a combine riser, but it's just the more tape I get into him as well just makes mm-hmm. him rise up my boards. I like his game so far. Right on. Um, number three. Let's mention Josh Dotson. Um, Josh Dotson, TCU. This is a guy that missed all, uh, not all, but he missed parts of the la- or all the games of the last five games of last year with a wrist injury. But he still finished with 79 catches for 1,327 yards and 14 touchdowns. Ran a 4-5-40, 41-inch vertical, which was tied for second uh, for the best amongst wide receivers in right. the vertical. Yep. And he had the number two broad jump. Again, Another one that I really like um, while we're just breaking down numbers is that 20-yard shuttle, man. He crushed that. Explosive. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean those are the kind of numbers that you want to look at because um, 4.08 is, I mean, that means you can get in and out of your cuts, man. He's yeah. a guy that can move. Short right? area, quickness, exactly. burst, ability to separate. So you're talking quick slants. And again, this is a guy who has probably the best highlight film you're going right. to see like in this year's class with the, the way he can jump up and his hands, his leaping ability, and his timing are terrific. Yeah. So, so I mean, the the four or five isn't a blazing forty, but four point oh eight. It's good enough. It means he can move in and out of his cuts, and he doesn't lose speed doing that. Yes. And and again with the three cone, I mean six point eight four seconds. I mean anything under like seven is really good. And this guy's got a six point eight four. So I, I mean I think he's. He can, I think he's, he's gonna de- push Treadwell for people looking for the to take a receiver. Number one, Dotson's going to push Treadwell. I mean, I could see right now why why you're saying that, but I think I think Treadwell is just a better prospect. No, I do too. But um, remember, remember where it started with the Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans. It was Sammy all the way, and then as everything went went along, it was kind of like people were like, "Oh no, I'm taking Mike Evans." Right. No, and that's what I mean. I, Mike I, can, Evans. I can see why you're saying it, but for me, I think it's going to stay. For Treadwell. me, it's Treadwell yeah. all day, yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I've always liked Josh Dotson. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like it's even that much closer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Before we were talking, if you took Mike Evans over Sammy Watkins, we're not gonna be mad at you. Right. Same thing here. If you took Josh Dodson, because Josh Dodson's gonna go later in the first, so he's gonna land on a better team. You know what I mean? Which always helps. Mm-hmm. If you took Josh Dodson over Laquan Treadwell, I'm not gonna be like, oh, you idiot! You just ruined your dynasty team. Right. Because like you said, he's entering that tier of like, okay, Zeke mm-hmm. tier all by himself. Right. Then Treadwell, mm-hmm. and then. Dotson and I could I could see a running back running back running back and back and back entering in this mix as well too depends on lands you know but we'll see right because I I like Devonte Booker I like Kenneth Dixon uh I like Paul Perkins so I want to see where these guys land too I like all three of those guys as well um so again Josh Dotson oh he's a combine riser yeah just because he he elevated himself into that Laquan Treadwell right. tier right um let's move on to number four um, number four. Oh, Jarrell uh, Adams, right? Jarrell. I mean, I think this is a guy that wasn't on a lot of people's radars. Um, tight end, tight end, South Carolina. South Carolina. Um, he was a smaller guy, like a thinner guy, throughout the year. Put on some weight. Um, yeah, I think he's six five, two forty four. Yeah, two forty seven at the combine. Um, but I think he played like around two thirty the year before. So he Pretty put on, he, yeah, he put on some good weight this year, and he's able to move, transition that into some some, you know, a four six four in the forty for a guy that big is really good. Obviously, he was tops really good. Yeah, he was tops for all tight ends. Um, and then uh, I mean a a decent enough uh, uh vert and all that, but um, I think he's a guy that. It piqued my interest, and and now I want to go back into some tape. Uh huh. And from what I from what I've seen, I I think he translates it well. You know. And if you're looking for a tight end, Jarrell Adams is a name to watch. Obviously, Hunter Henry's the number one tight end in this class. Right. But I mean, I know we're gonna talk more about one more uh, tight end as well. But Jarrell Adams is definitely somebody to keep your eye on. See where he lands. Does he go to Atlanta? Right. This is a guy that I mean, he's gonna most likely be a receiving tight end. 
Yes. So, I mean, that's that's what you're looking at. Doesn't have the size to really be a blocker. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have the bulk. At 247, you're you're really looking at at strictly receiving tight end. Yeah, in especially line for tight now. end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I I think he he's quick and he's and he's good in and out of his breaks from what I've seen so far, and he catches the ball well. Write it down, Jarrell Adams, yeah. J E R E L L Adams, tight end, South Carolina, eyes open. You know, probably most likely like a fourth, fifth round NFL pick. But again, see where he lands. Right. Going to be a later round dynasty pick. Something you could stash. And again, perk the interest. Oh, definitely peak the the interest, man. He's definitely, I think he's a guy that, you know, I'd feel pretty good about taking Making him. Making the board. I'd feel pretty good taking him in like the, the third round. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. in this class too, I mean. Mm-hmm. There's going to be guys that I like, mm-hmm. which are, my rankings are going to be completely different than most people's rankings because there's going to be guys I like and then everybody behind there. Yep. So it doesn't matter where, like, oh, you can get this guy in the third round. I don't care. Um, you know, again, the biggest thing you can give an example of is everybody that rode Mike last year for taking Clive Walford at the end of the second. Like, well, that's too high for Clive. And Mike's like, I don't care what you think. You know what I mean? Right. And it looks pretty good for him now. I mean, I might have a list of about 20 guys that I want to draft from this draft class to be honest and i might have everyone else on my do not touch list yeah i trade a lot own, of way my picks out of this class on my because, own personal and board. i feel pretty good about it yeah. and I, got, I use a lot of them to try to move up into the first right. just so i have a better shot at it like i gave away a lot of my late picks just to move up right. um and i feel really comfortable doing so mm-hmm. and again i'm even even in this year's class even at three like when treadball is on the board uh in our nerds league i'm floating that pick out there just to see i mean because somebody might see treadball and i might be able to get like a quality player that can help me win now Yep. You know, like it's which is always good to do because some people will always offer you, know, hey, I'll give you Randall Cobb for this. Sold. Yep. You know, deal. Um, so let's move on to number five, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard, man. Wide receiver, Oklahoma. Again, just somebody, he's 5'10, 194. So that's his biggest concern for me. Yep. His size, but he's still a guy that caught 86 balls for 1,288 yards mm-hmm. and 11 touchdowns. Ran a 448. And he did 20 bench presses, which was number one yep. for wide receivers. Yes, it was very good. He, 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 was, the, he was the guy that um, also jumped 41 inches. Which was number one him for and, wide receivers. And, yeah, him and Dotson tied. Yeah, so, I mean, this guy's a really ideal slot receiver in NFL. I think that's where he's going to land. He, he yep. could play anywhere, but I think he's real ideal for a slot. I want to see where he goes, but Sterling Shepard is definitely, again, somebody rising up my boards. I mean, and he looked good. Running, board, not run, boards. Yeah. I only have one board. Well, whatever. Um, he looked he looked good in all the drills and stuff too. Running, running through. Look at like glue hands yeah. in the drill. Yeah, I always say my favorite gr- drill is that gauntlet drill. Right. He destroyed it. Yeah, he looked really good. I mean, he, he didn't fall over anything crazy. <laughs> he ran straight. Again, he ran straight. Yeah, and that's what you want to see too. Right. That gauntlet drill. Yeah, a lot of people might catch the balls, but you might see him going in and out of the line. Right. You want to see him run perfectly straight. And just grab just the ball under, with their hands. Yeah, just under control. You know, like yes. you got that's that's what you need out of your wide receiver. They he have to have owned butt, it. good body control to be able to catch the ball out of the you know, snatch it out of the air. And that's what he did. Yeah, so for him, like for him, Leontay Carew and Sterling Shepard are definitely like on the rise. Mm-hmm. They're top, definitely top tier picks this year, like anywhere from like four to six, right around that range, possibly, where you want to pick. But again, I'm really interested for them, for both these guys, landing spots gonna kinda maybe flip-flop my rankings on him. Right now, I have Carew ahead of Sterling Shepard. But again, I have all these guys ahead of most of these running backs right now. Right. So right now, you know, I have them five and six. So if I have a top six pick, which means I missed the playoffs, these are guys that I'm targeting to build around. But again, you know, the NFL drafts come, come along, these running backs are going to land some teams. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. look at that shiny mm-hmm. thing. I right. want to play with it. Right. <laughs> um, so you too, Sterling Shepard fan? I am a Sterling Shepard fan, man. Nice. Moving on to number six on the list. Um, Brawnecker is burning. Ben, ben Brawnecker. What a name. I know. Um, guy was just totally not on my radar until he showed up at the combine. Is it because he went to Harvard? Um, tight end from Harvard. And basically, he just outproduced everybody in every single drill. Yeah, he was a first-team All-Ivy League selection. I mean, he was a top performer in literally every single category, and he showed great movement skills. I mean, I mentioned earlier, anything below a 7 in the 3-cone is really good. I mean, the dude at 250 pounds, 6'3", 250, ran a 6.9. So, I mean, he he can definitely move. He's I mean, 
35 inch vertical 4.73 in the 40 121 inch broad jump so i mean that's you're over 10 feet at that point which is ridiculous at that size and on top of that i mean granted it is against ivy league competition but dude caught 48 passes for 850 yards and eight touchdowns there's a no here that says that most of that came because he's really big ahead of, of everybody else well, yeah, I mean, but he still has to make the catches. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. a he's an interesting prospect. Exactly. I'm gonna. I mean, I haven't had a chance to delve into this guy's tape, but all the physical stuff is there. You like the numbers. I like the numbers. He's a guy that, for me personally, I'm gonna dig into him more because of what he did at the combine. He's a, he's a no. So like, he's one of those names when you get to like late in the draft, you're like, oh, who do I want here? And then you see Ben Bronecker, and you're like, well, that's who I want. I mean, yeah, because guess what? He's got attributes. Yeah, that yeah. I like, it, and it's worth it's worth the gamble. It's worth the gamble. I'd Again, rather I'd rather gamble on a guy like this than some no name quarterback or something that I know is never going to get a shot. Yeah, or just like some random wide receiver that doesn't have any outstanding qualities. Like this guy has got Jalen Marshall is really fast, or Ben Bronecker. Right, exactly. So no, I get it. I mean, it's it, this is what we're here for to bring up names like Ben right. Bronecker. So. Right. Um, and at least now you know his name too. So you're like, hey, these are, I didn't know Ben Bronecker. The guys were talking about him. He's a tight end from Harvard. Again, more tape when you dig into, but again, his combine brought attention to you enough to put it down on the paper. Yep. Um, I also have number seven on here, Daniel Lasco, running back, mm-hmm. Cal, you know, came on that air raid deep, you know, offense over there. And this is a guy that had leg injuries uh, and was hurt most of his senior year, but his junior year, in 2014, he had 210 carries for 1,115 yards and 12 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But the thing for big thing for Lasco for me is I think he's going to be a PPR running back. The same year, he had 33 catches, 360, 356 56, yards, and yeah, two yeah. touchdowns. He's six foot, 209, and ran a 4.46. Yeah, so I mean that's pretty decent size right there, 209. I mean it's probably not you know he's not going to be like a thumper or anything like that. Well, but. here's this too. He tied Jalen Ramsey, who's a top five NFL prospect. For the top vertical mm-hmm. for forty one and a half inches and a broad jump for uh one thirty five, man. I mean that's it, yeah, this that's guy, ridiculous. This guy is explosive, right. which tells me he's explosive right. out of the legs. So I mean that's over eleven feet. That's that's sick, dude. Yeah, it's like eleven feet three inches. Mm-hmm. So again, I think he's he's he really fits as like a good P, like a bigger PPR back. But Daniel Lasco to Cal is a really intriguing prospect. And he's another guy that, I mean, he really wasn't really on my radar all that much. And his numbers dictate that I should go back and, and look at some of that game tape, man, especially for when he was healthy. Yeah, because, you know? I mean, you, you for him, we're looking at junior tape, right. not senior right. year tape, um, which you got to go back even farther. So, again, sometimes you got to get, that's what the combine's for. You know, guys that maybe they weren't healthy, they can mm-hmm. kind of put your numbers on the radar to say, hey, look at this guy. Right. And again, probably a later round draft pick, but he's going to get drafted and he's going to contribute. Um, a guy that can catch the ball that his, with his size and his ability with speed and explosiveness, he can help. I mean, you could think of somebody like, you know, uh, uh, Danny Woodhead or Deion Lewis. Right. Those I ones. mean, I think both those but guys. But bigger. I was going to say, he's bigger than both those guys for sure. So Daniel Lasco, running back, Cal, moving up my boards. Really intrigued to see where he lands. And again, he's not somebody that you're going to look at as a three-down back, but somebody you can look at help you really in the PPR league. Again, those are the type of running backs that help you out way more than maybe he can out producing Derek Henry, I guess is the best way to put it. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not totally on board with that. Um, just because I'm not sure he'll ever he get could. the opportunity. Yeah, he's yeah, he's probably got the skill set too. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah. I want to see where he lands, what right. system he goes in. Right. I can see him in the right system. Um, you think of somebody like a good opportunity, like almost like a James Starks mm-hmm. as well. I think uh, James Starks is again, he's a bigger. You know, I think James Starks is actually a pretty good comp for somebody like Daniel Lasco. Hey man, without honestly, without diving into the tape, it's hard for me to compare the guy. Okay, um, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we have Tyler Irvin. Right. Running back, San Jose State, 5'10", 192. Now, this is something that our one of our writers, Tyler Gunther, wrote about in uh, his Ryzen article, which brought his name. That's what brought his name to my attention. And right. on, on right. com, we have a couple articles up about combine risers and fallers. Uh, and Tyler Gunther uh, at Dynasty Gunth wrote one of these as well. And he said to him, he looks like he's somebody that can really catch the ball. 
Right. Um, he called him a Gio Bernard clone, is what he what he compared him to. Um, he had a sec- second best 40 with a 4.41. Mm-hmm. Uh, broad jump, 10 foot, 10 inches. Vertical, 39 inches. He's fast. He's explosive. And, again, it looks like he can catch the ball. And I know Tyler is comparing him to Gio Bernard. To me, that's a good comp. Um, I trust him. He's a great writer for us. So, to me, Tyler putting him on the map for me is enough to say, hey, this is a guy now that I'm interested in. I mean, I've heard some, I've heard some like, Darren Sproles type comps on other things, Like too. those comps. Um, I love those running backs, man. Guys are going to get you, like, 8, 10 points a game. Right. Maybe even more. Yeah, exactly. And, and You need those running back twos. You need them. Right, and this is a guy you'll be able to get late to. So, I mean, he's a, he's definitely one of the guys that's probably worth the flyer. Yes, I haven't I haven't delved into his um stuff too much either, so I, I'm gonna have to catch up on him. But Tyler Irvin, right, running back, San, San Jose, Jose State. State, jump on it. Mm-hmm. Um, last guy we're gonna talk about again, a kind of a weird riser here, but Derrick Henry. I'm not buying it, but I understand I mean, why you're saying but, it. But his numbers were really good for a guy. Again. My biggest concern is he's one-dimensional. Um, he's really big. And he's really big. He runs really high. He doesn't move side to side very well. But he ran a four, four, five, four for a guy that's like his size six. Three, I mean, that's really good. He had ten, ten broad jump, thirty-seven inch vertical. I mean, this guy is big, strong. Maybe he'll buck the trend. Again, I'm not. I'm not taking any really Derrick Henry shares this year either. But. Uh, you know, it's kind of just one of those things. He's got tiny hands, man. Oh, cabbage? Eight, eight and three quarters. Oh, that is tiny. For being that big, too. Yeah. Oh. Weird, right? It's kind of weird. Um, but anyway, I would have guessed that. I wouldn't, He's a big I, wouldn't, dude. I wouldn't have guessed that either. I'm just he has smaller I'm just, hands I'm, than me. I'm just being ridiculous. Yeah. Smaller hands than me, too. I wouldn't even think about looking at his hand size. Right. It's hmm. there, so I looked. I wonder how that is for fumbling. I, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have fumbling issues. But no, but he's a because he's a monster. He is a monster. Yeah. Again, it's all going to change NFL. I'm really curious about Derek because, like, I feel like either he's going to be like really good for two years, or just going to be okay the whole time. I I think I don't think he has much of a ceiling. And, and here's the big thing on Derrick Henry too. It's not even ceiling. Even if his ceiling, if he comes out the gates and does really well, his his shelf life's not going to be very long. I don't think he runs too high. He's going to be taking some hits, man. Yeah, and I understand he's big. But guess what? So there are guys in the NFL. Yeah, a lot of guys. And they hit hard. Yeah, a lot of guys are big in the NFL, man. If you run that high and you can't move side to side, you're going to be taking some thumpings from those linebackers, Mm -hmm. man. Thumper. Mm -hmm. Thump it. I mean, he's going to, don't get me wrong, he's going to be able to dish them out, too. Oh, yeah, he's going to hurt some smaller defensive He's going to nail some safeties. If he can get past the line. He's going to nail some of these, you know, 230-pound coverage linebackers and stuff like that and lay them out, but he's going to be getting that too, man. Yeah, he's looking for the right scheme, right system. Right. In the right spot for him, he's going to have some really good fantasy years. Mm -hmm. He really will. So, I mean, and and if you can get get a couple good, really good years out of Derrick Henry, then he's worth the pick no matter what. But, again, where you have to pick him, you're most likely not competing right away. So it's kind of like, eh. Like, I'm, again – He's somebody that I'm trying to, like, ship out early. Like, I draft him. He has, like, almost like we were talking about DeMarco Murray. Mm-hmm. I'm almost feeling that same way about uh, Derek Henry out of the gates. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's it. Next week we'll get into actual free agency because today's the day, so we'll know more. There's going to be, yeah, a ton of activity between this episode and next episode, I'm but sure. remember, switching teams isn't always good. No, it's not, man. Not, uh, and we'll talk about case. it. We'll, we'll break them down. So in the meantime, make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com every single day of your life and check out all these great articles that we're just pimping out there. Exactly. I know I've been promoting the new ranking system, but I know I just got during the show I got a new, another message too. This thing is ready to launch any day now, like literally any second now. Awesome. Um, our new rankings will tell you when we update our rankings. You'll be able to sort by position. You can filter it all out by position. So if you want to see the top running backs, it automatically filters right out of the top 200. Our rookies on there. Our new ranking system is going to be tremendous. It's just taking a lot of time to get it right. We don't want to put it up there until it's perfect, and it's almost perfect. Um, and that's been Shane Hallengram's been working on that for us, and I want to give him a big shout-out as well. Shout-out. Um, you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Uh, if you want to support the site, you can always buy an awesome Dynasty Nerds T-shirt. They're on DynastyNerds.com. Just click Shop. Uh, you will get the most high fives and have the most comfortable T-shirt you've ever worn in your entire life. I mean, some guy just tweeted us the other day about how he was about to, he's about ready to jump in his shirts. He wanted some high fives from some people. You need it, man. Yeah. Again, rookie drafts coming up. Nobody, nothing says you mean business yeah. showing up in a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. 
and you're like, wow, not only am I drafting a great team, but I am so comfortable. I know. My hand hurts, though, a little bit. Yeah. Again, I give you the Rich Dotson guarantee. Oh, man. That's the most comfortable shirt you'll ever wear. It really is comfortable, uh, man. We have a contributions page on the website. You can click on that, which just says donate on top. Uh, we appreciate all those. Again, all the money goes right back into uh, making new ranking systems, paying our writers, and producing this podcast. So, again, we sell two T-shirts. I think it pays for the podcast for a month. So it's the best way to support the site, support the podcast. And if you want to do something free, uh, get on iTunes. Give us a ranking review. We really appreciate that. We really encourage it. If you know anybody with an iPhone uh, or iTunes to steal that from them and give us a ranking review as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> Just... it, it helps us keep above the above the rest. Exactly. So we appreciate it, guys. That was um, rich, by the way, encouraging you to steal other people's phones. Give it back. I mean... <laughs> You know, right? People ask what you do. I'm like, hey, I just want to see your podcast, iTunes for a minute. I subscribe slash five star. Rich is my favorite. Matt's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whichever way you see that, whichever way you want yeah, to flip it. You can so, flip that around if you want. Oh, uh, that's it. So we'll be back again next week. I we're gonna get into NFL free agency. After that, we're doing a rookie mock draft. Man, I can't wait for that. So we'll talk about these rookies again. I'll be, Rick, you're Rich. You're up with pick five. I take Ezekiel. He's gone still. But I want him. But I want him so bad. All right, I'll take Sterling Shepard. All right, man. So, all right, guys, until then, have a good uh, good week. Hopefully your NFL team doesn't spend too much in free agency because usually if you're spending too much, it does you're, not translate to wins. You're boo-boo. Unless you're Vince Young, you're like, this is my dream team, baby. Oh, man, here we go. And I'm a backup. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we'll see you next week. Later. Late. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.